Welcome to the Party Chat People Podcast. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, <laughs> hey. Nice to see you all. Hey. That's our new intro. We love it. <laughs> we amused ourselves. Hotly coordinated. <laughs> yes, yes. Hot, hotly coordinated. It's, uh, <laughs> synchronized, synchronized podcasting should be an Olympic event. Sure. Oh, God. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> da 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 what are we talking anyway, about so i'm stacy i'm here with zavi and mikey and we are going to talk about video games and stuff cool we actually cool. have a lot of games to talk about right mikey yeah we do we have quite a bit um so we're gonna kick it off with zavi um kicking um checking out a new franchise um etrian odyssey nexus um and a return or old favorite of mine that i love hearing zavi talk about zanky zero so i can't wait to see how many people he's grown and ungrown and made old and re- and rebirthed <laughs> um, dark secrets from their past have exactly exactly yeah, um yeah. stacy is finally going to talk about good job and mm-hmm. if found um are both of them from annapurna um if found is from annapurna if found is from annapurna and good job is by paladin studios and i'm going to be talking about um ninjala which is a new free-to-play game on the switch and i got into the jet set radio um multiplayer project uh is that i believe that's the official name yeah um jet set radio future multiplayer um it's like a fan project of the you know well, we really want a, a sequel, Sega. So hopefully, we'll get something with you know int- new interest being spurred. But at least a fan it's not project. Nintendo, so they won't shut it down immediately. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meanwhile, we want to encourage the content they have given us so far. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we definitely do. And um, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite older older i don't even think it's older what is it last generation yeah last generation racing games um sagan sonic all-stars racing transformed um i've been playing a couple of games on steam and my little laptop can handle that so i was really happy to sort of try that out on big picture mode which i've this steam is all new to me i've had steam before but you know i've actually just been trying it out so and um alatrion which has finally been released on monster hunter iceborne just a little bit of that but Let's stop holding up and let's just get into it. So Zavi, Etrian Odyssey Nexus, what is so, this game? So I'll actually first talk about Zanki. Oh, okay, uh, cool. So okay. the the reason I will say that is because in a strange way, I think that like my appreciation for a game like Zanki, the first Persona, and some other games that have the aesthetics of this classic dungeon crawler type kind of like set the crumbs for me to enjoy Etrian a lot. Um, but uh, it, this is actually reverse chronological order. I started playing Etrian, and then I got a little bit back into Zanki. But um, I've been enjoying my time playing a little bit of Zanki lately. The um, got back into it because I was craving some like story-centric stuff um, that was also like RPG RPG centric kind of kind of thing and i still really like this game i think that it's mostly about the narrative and the characters mm-hmm. uh i like the way that they play around with certain things certain um survival like aesthetics and and wove that into like your classic rpg finding items in order to craft items kind of flow I do think that it's a little bit confused almost uh, from a design perspective where like if you really want to engage with those systems uh, you'll go on like really weird tangents where it's like I need sharp lizard tusks so I need to go to this dungeon Mm-hmm. where I know there's a lot of lizards and just keep hitting them and try to grind those out in order right. to upgrade this thing. Zavi, but quick interruption. Yeah. Just quick interruption. I just, maybe our um, viewers just need a reminder. It's like a cartography RPG game. So, mm-hmm. so Zanki, not so much. Etrian right. more. 
but okay. but Zanki has it's the like a first person of, dungeon yeah, crawler. You're, you're first person. You're going through these uh, various dungeons. Each one is based on one of these characters, and the the narrative setup is is kind of brilliant. You start off the game, and you're seeing one of the characters Haruto on a rooftop, like vaguely talking to himself about how like he made such a grave mistake that he can't live with himself and he just commits suicide that's the start of the game <laughs> and then Great. like but then yeah. somehow he's instead of hitting the pavement he's now in the ocean and someone's dragging mm -hmm. him onto a shore and then like you're here with all these other characters and you're seemingly at the end of the world very mm -hmm. quickly you start to realize that you're clones you realize that you don't know who put you here but like you're the only ones who seem to be around and Part of the gameplay, a key part of the gameplay, is that every time someone dies, they are straight up dead. Not like your classic RPG, like they're down and you use a phoenix down or a spell or something to, to bring them back. No, they're dead, but you pick up their X key, which has all their memories. Then you go back to the little machine that makes a little clone body. And now they are a child form of themselves. And part of the gameplay is actually that every in-game, every so often in terms of in-game days, they'll achieve a next stage of maturity and the different stages of maturity have mechanical impacts such as the uh when you're when you become an adult you have based on your skills and what you're like ranking up you have the potential to have higher attack when you become middle age you have uh potential for high defense so you actually want to have like a mix of age groups kind of but it's also really weird because if you want to play this game like super sadistically you're mm -hmm. basically like just killing people intentionally in order to keep them on a certain routine of like, I want two middle-aged people and two adults and maybe some children and maybe some elderly people. Like it's, if you wanted to do that, I don't play that way. Unfortunately, the game is not like so mechanically yeah. hard that it's like forcing you to be a piece of shit. <laughs> but, uh, but it's it's the last thing I'll mention on gameplay is that it's also an, a good remix of this dungeon crawling first person style thing because it's actually real time. It's not turn based in the way that a lot yeah. of those games are, where when you take one step, monsters take one step in yeah. the, in those uh, in that genre. So uh, it's real time. That changes the gameplay a little bit. I'm at the point now where it's getting tricky enough that I'm playing with the controls so that I'm more deliberate about every action I take, so that I don't engage enemies unless I have a little bit of space to move around so that I can dodge their attacks, uh, and like be very intentional about okay, switch to this person, do this attack, etc. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, the main thing, though, is still the story. The story is really good. Each level revolves around a character revisiting like their past, and somehow this like th whoever's setting up this nonsense that you and the characters are going through like literally have these videotapes that depict parts of your past that sometimes characters don't even remember because they were traumatized by it, and they're all interesting stories. So I have beaten a few more of uh dungeons since the last time that i talked about the game uh including one of them where one of the characters like knows a lot more about what's going on because her family is responsible for developing the, clon the cloning technology so that was an interesting one and it's just it's just well written because partly because every single chapter in the game you're kind of switching the first person perspective to that character so when mm -hmm. you're playing as this character her internal narration that shows up basically that's i don't know what just showed up on the video that's weird but the <laughs> internal really narration part of the game yet i haven't reached that part of the game the internal narration <laughs> is from that character's pov so yeah. that character is saying some stuff where it's just like whoa i as a player who maybe likes all of these characters is not like in agreement with what's going on or what she's thinking but that's just part of how that plays out um and that's really good because you you get all these varying perspectives and the way the writing works like they're really juxtaposing a lot of like um conflict between different groups and different sets of values and stuff so that's kind of interesting we'll see where it goes i'm really enjoying yeah. it cool uh, um quick question i meant to ask um is other than dying like you know in battle or from a creature or something do people die from old age Yes. So if okay. you if they survive for long enough, they'll die of old age. Uh, another they funny thing in this game. Of, uh, food poisoning. Yeah. So yes. allergies, in fact. Allergies. So, yes. Uh, so like every time that someone dies, they usually if if they're dying from like a new source, they usually like gain some resistance to it. Um, mm. And it's kind of like this weird cheeky system where it's like you kind of want to kill players in, like characters in certain ways to like build up their resistance to certain things so if you're like going to be fighting some monsters it, it, it creates an Put interesting them on the loop front line because... so they die first 
maybe right <laughs> so rough, especially man. especially if they're old and you're about to die anyway so yeah. <laughs> so like <laughs> exactly right so, wow. so so like for example though like um it, it, it fucks with the way you think as a player because if you're going through a dungeon and there's this one monster type and they're really like strong and they can one shot your your players your characters then you your 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 classic rpg thing might be let me save scum but really like you kind of want them to go through that once ideally mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so that they have that resistance and that mm -hmm. actually creates an interesting pushback in the system so that you're not always safe scumming sometimes i'll have an almost party wipe and i'm just like i don't want to bother so i'm going to save scum and that's yeah. okay that's fine the game allows it um but it does allow you to play with it a little bit where it's like okay one person died i can backfill them that's okay i picked up all their equipment so i didn't lose anything um and then you just deal with that and then you go back to base and you reset and you go out again and it has a good flow to it again i think that you should try and not do like i made the mistake of getting hung up on the survival stuff where it's like i want to upgrade everything as soon as possible and it's like actually just keep progressing through the story and mm -hmm. it'll become a lot easier to do that stuff and it'll it'll be more like you'll be upgrading when you kind of need to as opposed to obsessing over that because then you'll just be adding a lot of time to your playthrough when the story is enough that you should just go through yeah uh, so in any case, that's that's Zenki. I'm enjoying it, get being back into it. I do believe I'll actually finish this fucking game because uh, it's a really good afternoon game because you can usually get through most of a chapter in a, in like a single five-hour sitting or whatever. Cool. Um, it seems like you're but, getting a lot of utility out of this one game. Yeah. That you yeah. get a fulfilling amount of story each time you play. So. Yeah. I think that's what I like about it. Whenever, you know, I'm, I'm always saying to, to you like – play more so we can hear some stories like but i feel like um whenever you come you usually come with like a good story about it so that's good yeah cool. it's Can't good to hear, hear more about, about it, it. Yeah. yeah but uh but in some ways like my my liking zanki and and like i said persona and some of those other games really like it, this game is my crack in some ways mm. not, not yeah, that i've been playing it a ton it, but what I'm it has in common really to me is it definitely combines that feel of really old games with some new mechanics and some some new stuff new story yeah there's there's something that's that's like a happy place for me personally with like grid based maps that you traverse and there's like known rules to kind of go through like there's a ds game called izuna the last ninja that i thought was fun um even though it hasn't aged well i tried to play it the other day that shares this kind of aesthetic this kind of style but Etrian Odyssey is something that I like. wish I discovered sooner, honestly, because mm. I played the remake of the first one a little bit, and then I was like, this is good, but it feels a little dated. And then I was like, oh, well, this is a remake of the first game in the series. Let me buy the newest game in the series, which is Etrian Odyssey Nexus. And this game is really good. There's a bunch of things that I really like about this game slash franchise uh, that are just very novel and not really replicated in most other games that come close to this genre. Um, the main one is I love mapping shit. I really do. Like, there's a lot of games, like, going back to, I think it was Assassin's Creed 2, right? That was the first time that I had an option in a menu to turn off the mini-map. And it made the game so much better for me personally because I started to actually understand the space around me and mm -hmm. map it out in my head rather than just mindlessly going from one checkpoint to the other, the, 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 you know, the Goldilocks breadcrumbs, which makes a lot of games kind of dull and boring in my opinion. Um, so like I've always, uh, always, I've, I've, going back to like even as far as Assassin's Creed 2 I've enjoyed like being part of a space and learning a space this game makes it very explicit whereas I was basically editing Assassin's Creed 2 to make that fun this game is like mapping as part of the gameplay now you have really good options so that if that sounds boring as fuck to you you can make it map itself completely in the or like most you can make it map the the walls and the floors as you're moving through the space automatically I think the happy place is mapping the floors but not mapping the walls so that you periodically have to bust out the stylus and draw the walls into your map. Um, but even like when you enter a large enough room, I enjoy not going on every single tile, but instead looking over in that direction and going, okay, three tiles in that direction, three tiles in this direction, just mapping it out. Uh, that I find really fun. 
Uh, and particularly, you're rewarded for doing certain mapping things, such as a lot of games in this genre basically have um, the ability to find certain nodes in the map and uh, make them uh, take nodes, chop nodes, and mine nodes to get items that you can sell. It, uh, and when you sell items, then those items become your resources from that same shopkeeper to buy certain bits of equipment. So if there's a piece of equipment that really needs the, uh, you know, like iron, then you need X amount of iron that you need to sell to her in order to buy that thing. Um, and with, with to go back to the mapping, you have to put a little icon that's like, a uh, pickaxe on the mining node mm -hmm. and it's not just that it's there for decoration if you put it in the correct location it actually fills in or out or or like like it changes its look based on whether it's ready to be mined yeah so there's a there's a back and forth mechanical dialogue with the player where it's not just like mapping for mapping's sake which can be fun but it's also like mechanically rewarding to do that which yeah. I think is is crucial and important i the other thing <clears throat> Um, I um, played uh, Persona Q, the first one, because I no longer have a 3DS, but Persona Q is sort of like this, was the spiritual successor to the Etrian Odyssey um, franchise, or I guess the side game, I would say. Offshoot, it, yeah, yeah off, excuse me, that's a better vocabulary, offshoot. So it was that same developer putting a Persona skin on it, and I found it to be actually quite nicely. I remember asking you, like, everything about the game looks pretty much similar. I know some mechanics are different, but like, how do they handle the battle system? But I right. see that the battle system is um, sort of similar, but you're right. Like just like putting things on the map, you mapping it yourself. You're a little bit more hardcore than me, zombie. So I think there were some things that I automate automated, but definitely like finding that space, exploring the space. And then I think with Etrian, it's more of a fantasy world, right? Yeah, it's more classic fantasy, yeah. but more of a Japanese flavor of fantasy, like your yeah. classic anime fantasy kind of thing. Yeah, well, um, Persona's weird, so, you know, the first level was, like, maybe under uh, a big top, and then the next one was, like, you know, maybe an amusement part that you're going through, so, like, they always weirded it up, but, yeah. again, like, really interesting game, and I, I, I wish these games would come to the Switch, because I no longer own a 3DS, but I think they it would be super belong cool. on the Switch. The, in particular, like, the fact that the Switch has a touchscreen, I think, could go a long way here. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. being the best of all worlds and i do expect that that's what those developers are going to do the only thing is it's worth mentioning that um th this is actually a, a franchise that is sufficiently niche that we have probably a, a, a year or two to get it in the states uh mm -hmm. to get localized mm -hmm. but in any case uh the two other things i want to chat about real quick about this game is one is the the fun of playing as a guild instead of a hero or a particular set of parties because in Etrian Odyssey you you register characters to your guild and that's what you're really playing as is your guild mm -hmm. and there's a ton of classes and you can bring five people into into your party when you head out but like you you name the character you customize their appearance uh and obviously you choose how to level them up but it is classes right yeah there's classes yeah. so so like I've made Mikey in my game. I've made Stacy in my <laughs> I game. Hope I'm I've a made, magician. I've made Steve in my game. You're kind of a magician. I'll send you a picture later. Okay. And like and like that's how I like the same way like with XCOM that you would do yeah. that. That's really fun because you feel like you're playing as this whole group of people, not just like one or two people, which is also true in Zenki. So again, mm -hmm. like there's something common. There's some common DNA here. I think for these games. Yeah. Designs. Yeah, but the, the, but the difference to me is in Zenki, there's a lot of mystery mystery around these characters. Yeah, you're learning yeah. About them. I think that's true. As, yeah, this one allows you to create your own characters. You have your own like imaginary lives that they're leading. Yeah, Etrian's, just Etrian's like narrative is very straightforward. It's literally just like there's a thing called Idrisil. Go go to it. But also like you're gonna need to do a lot of work to become strong enough to even be able to get there. Mm. That's that's all it is, right? And you meet some characters and there's some decent writing, but uh, it's it's a it's a grindy game at least the way I'm playing it. Uh, which gets to the last thing I want to talk about, which is, you know how rare it is to take a game and just put it on the maximum difficulty and then it's just good? Mm. Like, for a first-time player, that is fucking gold as far as I'm concerned. Like, this game was designed, I think, with that maximum difficulty and then scaled back. Um, like, I'm up to a boss now that is, like, hard enough that if I f die a lot, I might dial it down, which you can do, which is good, uh, to, to a slightly easier difficulty and then just so I can progress. But like from the jump, 
every battle is interesting on the maximum difficulty. Like basic ass enemies are throwing status effects left and right, and you have to do the same. You have to start learning how to like synergy. Makes you engage with the system immediately. Immediately. Like it makes me genuinely feel like if I get into these games enough, I'm gonna be so bored of like Square Enix type Mm. shit because they usually take 20 hours to teach you everything. And this game is just like, oh, you wanna go on the maximum difficulty? You know how to how to deal with status effects and all this other shit? Have fun. So mm. I'm super enjoying this game. I look forward to continuing it. I look forward to the next thing that this... Yeah, hopefully it moves to a system which more people own or yeah, haven't I'm gotten rid of. Yeah, I'm playing my 3DS. I, like, I'm, yeah. I'm playing my 3DS a lot. That's or weird. 2DS. Yeah, or actually. 2DS. 2DS I'm using. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. All right. So I'm going to pick up from there. Uh, and I'm going to start with Good Job, which also has an old school feel to it, even though it is super not traditional mechanics for a video game. The closest thing I could think of was the untitled goose game because uh, so much of your time is spent annoying other people. <laughs> I'm uh, starting to get a trend from the types of games you like, Stacey. Uh, hey, <laughs> Art imitates life, them. life imitates. Stacey's a uh, consummate <laughs> professional. Sure. Oh yeah, that's it. Um, but the, the premise is quite simple and it's laid out in a whopping two minute intro to the thing. And you are a stick figure in a world full of other stick figures. And your father's stick figure, you know he's your father because he's wearing a top hat. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, <laughs> the monocle. Because it just makes sense. Uh, right, right. He, he is handing over the company to you, or he would, at least he would like to. But first, you have to prove that you're capable. So how he's going to do that is he's going to make you literally work your way up. You're going to start on the ground floor, achieve some task that he has set for you, and if you manage it, then you'll graduate to the next floor and you'll go from, you know, delivering packages to working in the science lab to determining the policy of the company. And finally, you will, you will go up to the top floor with the board of directors and, and be anointed uh, if you succeed. So it's pretty hard to not succeed at this game. It's a question of how you're going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to start sharing my screen with you so you can see a little bit about it. Um, so yeah, you can kind of see this is your stick figure world. You've got various floors that people are going up. And so part of what makes this fun, let me just pause right back there for a second. Uh, this is some of the ways that things can go horribly wrong, right? You can put water on the floor for people to slip on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the research department has been working on this strange pink goo, which has properties that can cause all sorts of problems. But, it, but even basic things, like if you want to plug a power cable in, to something. Now you've got this cable running across the floor, which is strangely elastic, and you can use it to slingshot things around the office. And I think of we course. have to we have to mention it before we go any further. Co-op. Oh, co-op. yeah. That so sounds great. the the way I would recommend to play this game is play at least one level by yourself, so you kind of understand the concept of how it works. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pick things up. I can water stuff and use a mop to clean up messes. And, you know, but everything I do breaks stuff. And actually, that's freaking <laughs> hilarious. It actually tells you the value in money yeah. uh, of, of how much you are wrecking in an office. And that's mm. part of the fun. You can actually go for maximum damage if mm-hmm. you prefer. That is one of the ways. How much does it cost to wreck a person? <laughs> no, I don't think you can kill anyone. Not, not kill, kill just, just kill wreck. Yeah. Wreck doesn't funny. necessarily mean kill. It'd be Zombies. pretty funny so, if it was like, oh, the, the settlement for that person. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the people are impervious to damage. You can annoy them, but you can't actually kill them or even injure them. And aesthetically, one of my favorite things is that no one says anything to you about what you're doing. Because <laughs> no. you're the boss's kid. Right, exactly. And the best part is no matter how much damage or how much you trouble them at the end, they're like, yay, good job. And literally the words good job with like fireworks explode on your screen to explain how awesome you are, no matter how you got there. I mean, oh, literally wow. your job is to, to plug in a projector and they're like, yay, good, good job. job. And then- um, so Stacey, what is the, um, I guess, uh, progression for this game? How do you um, figure 
Well, you literally, as you complete each job, you're promoted to the next level above. Of course, so, because one where you're trying to right, you're game. trying to put a machine back together, or you're you're connecting the Wi-Fi, or you're, you know, I don't know what this guy's doing. Using a wrecking ball. <laughs> He's trying to get all the packages to the right oh, place. I really, I really want to, I really want to play this. I really want to play this actually. <laughs> so you can't, you can't attempt to do this the 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 straight method of of trying to do as little damage as possible and be nice to people. And you will get an A on on one of the the three ways that you can win the game, and you'll succeed. But it is the least fun way to do it by far. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely some like. OCD person who will play this oh, game yeah. trying to break as totally. few things as possible <laughs> and will just think like this game sucks because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so easy to just wreck the place yeah right, but I mean yeah. if you come in with that in mind of like you know I'm an, I have my OCDs about certain things but I'm like okay this game actually looks fun if just like alright let's just destroy shit and call it a day and like right. it doesn't matter because I'm going to get promoted so hey, hey if you want to be OCD <laughs> I would actually recommend do it the other way around Destroy. Try to destroy everything. Uh -huh. And and also there are these little um, things that you can pick up along the way that, that they're nothing but aesthetic objects that you can wear. You can put on a backpack or a hat or a pair of glasses mm -hmm. or some silly boots. And, you know, mm -hmm. towards the end, you can put on a dragon head or a space helmet. It just gets more and more absurd. And some of them are like a set too. Like the, right. you have like the medieval helmet and then like the shield. It's it's very cute. So like you could concentrate on actually trying to find all those cute little objects that you can wear. Stacey was by far more excited about those things than like any of the objectives. It would just be like, <laughs> yeah. we can wear that. Let's go. Let's, like, do, we have to find out how to get it, which is I like a get, mini puzzle. So. How yeah, do I get yeah. that aquarium to break open so I can get those butterfly wings? It's really important oh, okay. to me. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it's it's a fun little game. It doesn't take a whole long time to play. In fact, I, while searching for videos, I found somebody had completed the whole game in 35 minutes. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> have you beaten it yet? That's, that's precision. Yes. I have. Okay, okay. And I, I'm not gonna give away the end, but it's hilarious. Okay. It's cool. Right in keeping with the rest of the game, and it does some nice little shout outs to each level before it. In, oh, the, okay. in addition to just cool. being funny in and of itself. I'm definitely going to pick this up if it, it's like, it seems like it's a small little fun experience and like yeah. if I'm definitely awaiting a, a fun ending. Right. Yeah. The yeah. only downside is it's only available on Switch. So if you don't have one of those, you cannot play this game, unfortunately. Mm. Mm -hmm. It'll come to Steam soon. <laughs> It'll get yeah. there eventually. It's just too good not to. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so the other game I played is a little bit more available. It's on iPhone, on Mac, or PC. You can pick it up on Steam. Uh, it's called If Found dot dot dot, and you really want to include the dots, otherwise you may have a difficult time finding this, this game by searching for it online, right? Um, it's unfortunate it's not on Android yet. I don't know if that's in in process. It doesn't immediately appear to be. I hope it gets there because it's really felt good playing it on a handheld device. Because um, and I'll change my screensaver. The concept of the game is that you are looking at or using a notebook that was left behind by the main character, mm. right? This is a diary of their life. And because they're an artist, they've drawn all over it and given you an impression of what their, their world is like. And it says, if found, return it, but they don't really want this notebook back. In fact, eventually you realize that you're not actually a third party who found this notebook. You're the original character erasing everything in the notebook because it was such a painful part of your life. You've decided to try and get it. So uh, it takes place on an Irish island. And one of the things I like about it is that you do get a little bit steeped in the culture. You can see like some sheep grazing on, the, on this hill. And uh, it's got an otherworldliness to this environment. It takes something that is super familiar to the author and makes it feel otherworldly. And then they've chosen a character who's gotten two degrees and then come back to the island, one in art and the other in uh, astronomy, because they're fascinated in the stars and in the feeling of getting away after having been trapped on this small island with this tiny culture all these years. And they've come back with a different name, Cassio, which is actually short for Cassiopeia, uh, one of the um, astrological Signs, not a sign. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, the um, constellations. Constellation. Thank yes. you. Oh, the constellations. 
So uh, Casio has renamed themselves because it's a trans person who's transitioned from male to female. And so when they come back, everyone on the island has a really hard time just wrapping their head around what is going on. And the family is super unsupportive. And it's basically like, if you're going to stay here, you have to change back. So uh, what Casio does is find a couple of people living in an old abandoned house and start hanging out with them. Um, there's a gay couple living there. They too feel kind of disenfranchised from their families. And then there's another character named Shen who joins, who's not religious at all in a very religious community and kind of decides to opt out for a while. And um, it's a very heartwarming, sweet story, but also very sad. And I kind of like that. There are not a whole lot of just plain sad games these days. Uh, and I felt that that kind of fulfilled a little niche for me. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of discussion about, is it a game or not? So I'm going to show uh, a little bit of it. We're beating that, that horse again? Oh, yeah. As a, as a community? Well, yeah. Again, yes, we are. Big surprise. Um, but in part because this, this, this game would not get reviewed if it wasn't for people like me who refuse to listen to what other people say games are or are not. Basically, mm -hmm. the main mechanic is you are erasing the diary. Mm -hmm. uh, and in some cases, you erase one thing and it reveals another thing. Or it just reveals a different perspective mm -hmm. on the thing you were looking at before. But it does get more complicated as you go around. You're uh, put in a situation where you may need to shake the screen or you may need to erase it in a certain order or you're, you'll miss things. Um, part of what's going on in the background is, is Cassio has this sort of like fiction in her mind of a, an astronaut that isn't her, it's, it's someone else who is out in the universe trying to find out where, where the bla great black hole that's sucking everything in is coming from. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very much a metaphor for her depression and her mm. feelings of being erased from her own, her little, own life. Her own little self-insert character and her own little story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So as she comes to understand herself and her place in her community better, uh, her fictional character starts to find answers to what's going on and why it seems like the whole universe is ending. Mm. Uh, and wow. it's, it's very much a, a fight against potentially suicidal depression. It's no joke what's going on here, but it's done in such a sweet and gentle way. Mm. Um, that it, it's not quite as dark as it would otherwise be. And the art is, is very good, I find, as well. And the writing is very well done. Yeah, it's it a dope style. Over, it doesn't overtalk itself. You know? and, and what I like about what I'm seeing here is that it's not just like that it's stylistically interesting, but it's also technically challenging. Like, this was not a trivial mechanic, if you want to call it that, to, like, play around with um, mm. both in terms of the visuals but also like how things are getting erased and all that so it's it's pretty unique in that way certainly you can't knock the labor I guess is what I'm saying right yeah it definitely has a distinct unique look to it um, yeah wow interesting and, and so you two people playing this may game might get more or less the same story and have more or less the same emotions but they might interpret it quite differently and I mm. think that that's not a bad thing in this case. How, how long was it? It's only a few hours. Okay. Start to end. You could play this in a, in a night in the same way you might watch a movie. Mm. Oh, cool. All right, cool. Reminds me is, a little bit of Florence in a yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a little dark, though. I found myself putting it down a couple of times because it was like, mm. ah, geez, you know, this is rough. Mm. I mean, know? those are some of the best narratives when, this is when you genuinely just have to like, pause and just be like i'm just going to absorb that and yeah yeah sit with this for a little while yeah yeah, yeah. yeah for sure wow. mm. and it's on ios mm -hmm. okay. and also pc and mac cool don't right. have, have an iphone i do recommend right. it is this the first game from this developer well it's from annapurna so this is oh, uh, somebody who's been a lot yeah. but the particular person that came up with this they, yeah. they literally solicited uh, ideas from the public, and this is one of those that mm. they chose to go ahead with. Oh, cool. uh, and I'm pretty sure this person has not done anything like it before. 
Oh, wow. Cool. That's interesting. Well, thank you for sharing. Like, it's definitely a game that I think um, is, is worth being, you know, put out there and exposed because um, it's talking about some interesting thing and the art style is very, very cool. But cool. All yeah, right. Nice. Cool. So I guess um, it's up to me. Um, so I have been getting into Nin Ninjala, as they would say. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's really the call every time I start up the game. It goes, Ninjala. And I'm like, oh, cool. And what's immediate about this game is that um, the art is, is striking. Um, as you can see, the art is very striking. Um, it reminds me a bit of another game that I like, uh, Splatoon. Um, so it's a free-to-play game, free-to-play game that I didn't know was coming out. It kind of just sort of, I kind of found out about it um, a week before it came out. And um, it's uh, online. Uh, there is a single-player component. It's $5. Um, I think that was the intro for, like, the month or the week it was out. I guess it went up, but I bought the single-player for a little bit. And then Who's there's the a this? The dev is Gung Ho Games. They made – I had the information because they actually made some games that I was like, oh, you guys made some games. They <laughs> made um, Let It Die. They made Teppin. They made Puzzles and Dragons just for oh. like some things um and they made grand they made all of the grandias oh and galaxy Grandia. galaxy the um the free-to-play version that's on the switch hmm. yeah i don't know if you've ever played that one but um anyway so it's cool so it is a sort of um uh arena battler um at the moment there's only two locations a sort of moderately sized one that's like an arena and then a large scale one where you're sort of in a city and you can climb up buildings so you can customize your ninja you know uh any anything you want um and you there's a mechanic where basically you have gum and a weapon so there's two types three types of weapons sword based weapon uh range weapon that sort of simulates a yo-yo and then a hammer hmm. and they're cool so that you can have like sort of you kind of think of like those foam hammers you would get at like a discovery zone or something that's one of them they have a drill and they have corn yes corn um for the hammers there's <laughs> just different types of hammers i think this is sort of like a sushi meat hammer and then for oh, the yo-yos yeah. they have like yo-yos a basketball and then a baseball um so you go around sort of collecting these little bobbles. by the way yeah. i love this trailer that uh it's very like, west side story it's it? completely west side story yeah which i was, which I was just <laughs> like it's, it's real it's a real i really like the art style like i don't know if you're if you remember the art direction of splatoon but it really does sort of give that sort of aesthetic like just and like i can cool, see the grandia influences yeah yeah like this cool like 90s ish sort of you know counterculture sort of vibe that's Great going street on cool yeah. yeah yeah um so the the battle there's a um battle royale mode and then there's team mode so I'll just go through the battle royale first really quick. So basically there's a map and there's like these apples that you have to hit. And when you hit the apples, your like sort of magic MP bar grows. When it gets to a certain level, then you can increase the size of your weapon, which influences the clash system. So when you encounter another player, there are three types of um, attacks you can do. Um, you can block with a bubble gum and you can do um, your special attack and then there's a super. So when you hold back, you do like a wide move. When you hold the left or right, you do a side swipe where then the character actually sort of disappears. And then if you press up and the attack, you do like an overhead. So it's like rock, paper, scissors. Side beats the overhead. Overhead beats the, uh, sorry, overhead beats the side side beats the wide attack and wide attack beats the side or do they have correctly <laughs> do but, they um, have generally like, different um, rock paper scissors yes rock, yeah. paper, scissors. do they yeah. generally have different like startups and recoveries like per yes the so the, the hammer the hammer is definitely the slow type and it and the range is slower the sword type has like a mid-range and then the yo-yo has the longest range but that's not but that's distinct from the overhead side and what was the third type of attack I don't recall. Um, un, uh, like wide attack. Okay, but okay. so like so like weapon type is distinct from attack type, right? No, so the weapon type 
it deals with like range and special. So uh, that's what I was getting into the secondary attack. Um, the um, sword types have sort of like a dash. So if you pick the regular sword, he like does this sort of dash uh, drill. The drill sword, which I use, he goes underground almost like almost like Splatoon. He's like underground using his bubble gum and then he pops out and he does like this fast drill attack. With the hammer, I think they have some sort of electric sort of sound, like a shockwave. And then the, the yo-yos have this sort of ninjutsu that turns you into like a piece of nin ninja poop. And then <laughs> and you can't do anything. And then they can just like hit you with the yo-yo. Um, one thing that sort of helps that people don't get interrupted, when, you're, when you get into a clash, sort of these directions come up and you clash sort of like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, and then you have to pick a direction where the rock, paper, scissors starts. So when that mm. happens, there's sort of this light sphere around you and then other plays, players know not to to go and bother you because you actually get knocked out and you can lose lose energy if you try and interfere you can watch it and see when the clash is done to like interfere and sort of steal the kill or help out your teammate but huh. it's actually not in your best interest to go in and try and affect like say oh i'm gonna help him out and double you know double team him you can't you have to wait till the clash is over okay. so it's a point-based system you get a lot of kills you get an epon kill if you win one of those clash battles if you kind of just get a, a, a kill regularly and you just kill then you just kill them and um also there's um bonuses for hitting the apples so at the end of the the match you get your score and then there's almost like mario party there's the bonus um sort of bonus uh section of the scoring so they say who hit the most apples or got the most points from the apples then they get like 500 points and then they say, who got the most Epon kills? Then they get 1,000 points. And this actually kind of changes the game. When, when a player is really good, it's usually the top players. But there's been times where I've been in fifth place and gotten, like, gotten the most Epon kills and jumped all the way to first. Or I've gotten the most Apple kills, um, Apple destructions, and gone all the way up to maybe second or third. It's fun. It's a little messy, but it, it, I really enjoy it. You earn, there's a season pass that you, I, I invested it in, and I also played the single player. The single player is okay. It, it's more of a way to sort of teach you a little bit more how to play the game. They have some AI in there, and you mm. earn um, specific coins. Um, they have an economy in there of like- And you said it's what, five bucks? Yeah, the single player. And it seems it's not like it's going to be broken down into chapters. So there's like gold Jala, silver Jala, and bronze Jala. The gold Jala seems to be the most like coveted um, form of currency. And that that's used to also sort of, you have like ninja card slots to affect it. So like do more damage during a clash or get more power from an apple or you get a bonuses when you're hiding from someone. You can run on the walls, you can use your, your bubble gum. And as you um, increase your MP bar, your bubble gum gets bigger. So you have more of a defense meter. Um, so it's super cool. I've really been enjoying it. Um, and I definitely am going to continue to play, at least for the season. Like, you know, I'm just kind of going through it and seeing how it is. You started talking uh, economy though in that purchases um so i yeah i did do the pass and got like some jala uh, all of it is cosmetic all of it is cosmetic oh, so you don't need it to play well no well, you were talking only, about there being the only thing is there four there, there's their only thing is that there's four like equipable spots if you play the game like regularly, it'll you'll get the first slot because you'll have enough Jala. No, I think you get the first slot anyway. Then you'll get enough Jala to get the second slot. The third and fourth slot cost about two hundred gold Jala. So you, some you're playing for a long time to get that. And okay. if I'm not mistaken, you can't buy that. I don't think. Right. The, don't you're think saying you buy that. you're saying that it does the classic like season pass thing. So like everything in the free track for everyone might include Jala, but everything in the premium track mm -hmm. is all cosmetic. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. I will say so, it's such an interesting combination of like we're going to use ninja tropes, like ninja swords mm -hmm. and climbing up walls, but then we're going to combine that with bubblegum bubble super bright street yeah. clothes and yeah. attitude. Yeah, it's that's why I said it's, it reminds me of Splatoon and just like, we're going to do a first person shooter, right, Nintendo? Yeah, but we're going to do ink and squids <laughs> and you're going to paint the battlefield I mean, and it's just like, it this is not going to work. Yeah. Well, and it does go a long great. way. Toward, yeah, exactly. It does go a long way towards like um, making traditionally viral and successful like 
genres and uh and aesthetics not be fucking annoying in terms yeah. of like like yeah. like the call of duty thing i still enjoy call of duty but like i hate how militaristic that whole thing is because yeah it creates a certain kind of dude bro yeah. uh and and so like I love I love what Splatoon did and and if this is in the same conversation I definitely want to yeah, try it yeah, out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's kitty and that might not get people, but like you're saying, sort of like, um, breaking away and sort of doing like these genre mashes to sort of like if the aesthetics is something that prevents people from like getting into something, like giving it a whole new sort of facelift and saying, hey, try it this way. So and I also cool. think that like with with the this isn't Nintendo specifically, but Splatoon yeah. was. But, yeah. with, but with being targeted at a Nintendo platform, there's a certain design aesthetic that I like because yes. they're trying to not make people be pieces of shit to each other. Yeah. Like, people find the most simple ways to piss me off online. Like if you allow people to crouch, teabagging is a thing, sorry. And like, that's already <laughs> annoying. Yeah, right? yeah. And I think yeah. that these games come from a perspective that disallows that sort of toxicity. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. even when you only allow positive comments, people can use them in satirical mm -hmm. ways. Oh, exactly. there's people emotes. Don't worry. In, there's oh, emotes. I, I'm, I'm sure people are finding ways to be dicks. There's but like, emotes. But like it's limited. It's limited. Yeah, here. yeah, definitely. For sure. Definitely. Um, the second thing I've been getting into is the J Jet Set Radio Future multiplayer project. And this was made by um, Screen Racer, uh, I believe. Um, and it is a fan-made project um, of Jet Set Radio Future because Sega is being mean and they're not making a freaking you know remake or something of this game. Clearly, which I find incredibly this be a sad. Where we tell them what to make. I know. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, right? Here's the thing. We bitched and complained about Streets of Rage, and we got a Streets of Rage four from the fan community, and Streets of Rage four was pretty damn great. I think it, it was a, a universal success. Like that game, I think, really got um, um, its due. So, I mean, hey, Sega, if you don't want to do it, like, let someone do it. Like, I think we, you have enough trust in the community to say, like, all right, let's see who's been doing stuff with this franchise mm. while we've been working on other things. And let's That's a good point in make, terms yeah. of, like, there are examples of people letting go and of their Sega's IP been doing and great that. things happening. Yeah, Sega's been doing that. They did that with the Sonic... The Sonic 4, I think, I believe, and um, Nintendo did it with um, the Zelda uh, and um, Crypt of the ne Necrodancer. Like, ah. Yeah, they've and been... And this, this kind of parkourish skate style. Nobody... You yeah. see a lot of that, actually. That? Actually, you, where you're going to find it is if you look up indie games. And yeah. I mean, low, low, low budget college yeah. project indie games. Yeah. That's where you're going to see it on mobile stuff. There was a, there was a game that came out on, on PlayStation. I forgot the name of it. That sort of was like sort of um, invoking this sort of idea of it. But anyway, back to the mode. So like, it works. Like I went on, it works. I had to turn down my settings a little bit on my little laptop, but it totally works. You plug in your PlayStation controller and it automatically maps and you can go into Shibuya Square and just skate around. It's nice. super cool. They have quite a few modes. You can go on online mode and offline mode. When you go on online mode, if somebody's on, they just, you know, click onto your server and they're, they're there. Um, you can do free mode go around whatever level you want, um, graffiti, do some like random challenges to unlock, ca unlock characters. There, and there's quite a few modes. So there's taggers where you sp spray each other's backs. You can do it in team. You can do it in solo. You can do it in a respawn mode. There's flag battle where they just put random flags all around whatever your environment are. You got to race to get them. Like I said, there's free mode and then there's challenge mode. So there's challenges associated in the free mode. Um, there's horde mode where police come after you. And I believe it follows the same mechanics as a game. So you just have to either graffiti the police, graffiti them in their back. Noise reduction where they have these noise um, like containers all over the city and then you just have to destroy them um graffiti jet jet graffiti where you just mark up the streets with graffiti um jet crush where you race to tag um against a fellow uh person uh i think it's also co-op as well and then last stand where you just sort of fight police in the last stand la person last standing obviously they win mm. it's 
cool. I implore you guys, like, download it, support. There's a Patreon for it. You know, if Sega's not coming after him, like, good, good on him. Like, it's it's a really cool project. So, definitely look into it. Um, it sounds dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super dope. You know, I would say. Well, what we see is the major game makers wanting to put out more traditional, like, uh, mm. games about roller skating or skateboarding. And they're kind of falling a little bit flat with the community. What yeah. they want is the equivalent of a driving game where you can like crash cars into each other. Yeah. They want something a lot more yeah. dynamic and playful. Well, yeah. it's an arcade yeah. it's an arcade take on it. You know, we know that yeah. they're I think skates getting revived, session is a thing that is still early in the oven, but you know, they're making it. Yeah. Um, but like an arcadey version of this sort of uh you know, skating type of thing. Not so much. You know? Yeah. Um, also, like, it's so funny. A couple, like, uh, maybe last month, there was like a JSR day where I think there was an update to the game, and then someone on Twitter was like, "Guys, let's all just do JSR stuff for the day to show Sega that we want it back." So there's like a JSR streaming channel that mixes like sort of house music and gaming music with JSR music, and then they have the aesthetic like speaker as the background on their YouTube page. Like <laughs> it's a it's a thriving community. I I hope Sega pays attention and we can get something. But um, speaking of old school games, um, Sega games, I wanted to kick into something quick. Um, um, I have my Steam account, like I said, and I've been trying Sonic All Sega and Sonic All Star Racing Transform, which I still to this day is a superior game to Mario Kart. It, it holds up; it's still great. And I didn't even know the PC version added characters for Sega's PC franchises. So, Football Manager is a, is a character. Um, what? Um, yes, Football Manager is a character. There's a tra you can go on Steam and look at the trailer, um, Zavi, if you want. It's there. Um, they have from Rome Total War, there's a character, and- um, Mongolians. And then there's a um, there's two other Sega franchises that I don't remember that are on there as well, but it's super cool. Um, just, it's just so, it's such a great game. Like it, like the mechanics are cool, the music is cool. Like, if you had to try to pin down what it is that they did better than Mario Kart, what, is there an easy answer? Um, I think the powers are less bullshit. Like, I've actually been playing quite a bit of Mario Kart. And playing that game online, it is super frustrating how you can just get fucked. The rubber no banding time. is too hard. Like, like, it's just crazy. The randomness is a little too random. Yeah. With Sega, yeah. it's like, if you are skilled and you get up front, there are some things to... In the way the powers manifest themselves. In Sega and Sonic All-Stars, I believe, like, if you're in second or first place, you can get your superpower. Like, they have, like, an all-star power. You can get that. And I'm like, wait, what? Um, and I don't think it's too like, and their like blue turtle. Yeah, their blue turtle is like a swarm. So you'll send these wasps into the front randomly. So if you run into it, it'll slow you down. But also, other people have to avoid it. So it's like if you bust all of them as first player, you slow down, and then the second player comes. But if you didn't bust enough, then the second player slowed down as well. So it it plays a little bit better with the balance. So mm. I'm really enjoying it. And lastly, just a quick. You know, because of um, COVID, um, Monster Hunter, you know, their updates have been staggered and they were finally, they announced like this elemental dragon, Alatrion or Alatrion. He's finally here and he is a modifaka. <laughs> As modifaka. Modifaka. <laughs> um, it's a super, super sun, fun, challenging battle. There is a damage check in the battle where you have to do elemental, which I know a lot of the community is a a little bit annoyed with um but it definitely has changed the meta of the game because the the game has been sort of like a status effect and a heavy attack sort of mode and now they're focusing on elemental you have to do elemental specific damage to this monster and if you don't he does like a nova attack that wipes the party and you know a lot of the community really isn't i don't know that they're understanding like yes you know that blast and poison weapon you've been using you can't use it anymore <laughs> so you know um it's it's been good. I beat it, but it's still challenging to find like players who are like, stop using that, stop using that, <laughs> you know. Match with um, randos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been fun. But other than that, that's what I've been getting into. So I think I am done. I'm all set. All right. So We've all been busy bees. We've all been we busy bees been. playing many things. We have been. Cool. Yeah. So it's nice that during the pandemic, there's still plenty to do. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like there's someone needs to make a, a, a you know a rap song about this. Like Lupe Fiasco has hip hop saved my life. Like there needs to be like video game saved my life, and it's all about like COVID. And it's just like I'm I sure didn't, too. I'm I didn't sure go too fucking mellow. crazy. I'm sure too mellow has something out uh. soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, gaming's been good. Gaming's been yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're almost just about done. Yep. Yeah, I, I think yep, we're good. I, yes. That wraps I, up episode 67. And you can find us on our socials on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.